So this is usually the part of the show where we do some sort of opening bit, some opening discussion. I pose a question and we chat, but Liz is a little under the weather, so I'm taking it solo this week. Luckily, I've got a list of some cozy games that are going to help you get through October. So I guess I'm the one pushing the button for the theme song this week. Here we go. Welcome to the Cooperatives Podcast, the podcast for people that play games together. But this week, I'm hosting solo. Friends, it's been a wild and wacky six to eight weeks. Just to give you a peek behind the curtain, I try to schedule as far out as possible for Liz and I to play games, record them, and to give me proper time to edit. All in all, that's about a week of work. Because we want to play a game multiple times, we want to record, and then I want to give it a pretty good edit before we upload it. Unfortunately, there's just been a lot going on in our lives, and we've been getting sick, and I discovered that if I was going to squeeze in this Evil Dead episode before the end of October, I'd be giving away the last shreds of my mental health, and I'm trying to pay a bit more attention to that. So, in lieu of us doing this Evil Dead episode, which is going to come... Next time, along with the Evil Dead contest, we've got some codes to give away. I want to talk about some of the coziest games that have been helping me get through some of the difficult times in 2022. But before we get into that, you may have noticed we have a new logo. I love our logo. We ended up working with an artist named Julia Maddalena. And if you are familiar with the King Killer Chronicle books and their community, Julia works with the King Killer community quite a bit. She's super talented. And more importantly, she's easy to work with. She's kind. She's got a really great heart. So if you love our thumbnail and you yourself are looking for an artist to collaborate with on, you know, a portrait or a thumbnail or anything like that, you should definitely consider hiring Julia. Her website is jmadalena.myportfolio.com, and I'm also going to put a link to her Instagram in the show notes, but consider this full endorsement. Julia Madalena, one of the easiest times we've ever had with an art process. She's just an absolute sweetheart. I recommend her wholeheartedly to anybody, but if you like our logo, that's Julia. She, uh, she was able to tuck in some Easter eggs in there, you might be able to check out the earworm cards. You'll be able to see some of my emo wristbands, some of the bracelets that Liz likes to wear. She really did a fantastic job. jmadalena.myportfolio.com. Go check her out. Okay, so before we get into cozy games, I just kind of want to get into the vibe here. So what I love to do is to find a game that takes three to four hours. You know, if you go to howlongtobeat.com, you can typically see the average length of a game. And then I'll get that game and I'll just tear through it. So I have a good amount of experience with putting on my favorite pullover hoodie, getting a snack. You know, sometimes I make a little charcuterie. And then I sit in front of the TV and I just take this game in for three to four hours and that's my night. So I'm passing that knowledge on to y'all. Recently, I ended up getting a new toy. I ended up buying a Steam Deck. Now, I had a Steam Deck reservation a few months ago, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to jump in. The last few weeks have been a little rough, so I was like, I need a toy. I need a new toy. So I ended up getting a Steam Deck, and my experience so far 
has been really fantastic. And the reason for that is a little game called Vampire Survivors, developed by Luca Galante. Vampire Survivors is a roguelike game where you're spawned into this 2D map, very similar to what you would find in like a Castlevania knockoff. And you are just trying to eliminate ghouls, ghosts, vampires, and any sort of supernatural enemy in between. Here's the catch though. The amount of items you pick up and what items you pick up are really going to vary how these game sessions are. And the game sessions only last five minutes to 20 minutes. It's really easy to do in between one thing or another. It is just scratching all of the itches I have right now. It's checking off all the boxes. I'm a huge Castlevania fan, and I'm surprised that you know Konami and Castlevania have not seen this game and said, we either need to make our own or we need to collaborate. Vampire Survivors is the reason I'm on my Steam Deck so much right now. And the game only costs five bucks. You know, I ended up downloading Baldur's Gate. I got Spider-Man Remastered. I have all these other Steam games, but this $5 indie game with this simple gameplay loop is really just devouring all of my time. So hey, if you got a Steam Deck or even if you're just a PC gamer at all, try out Vampire Survivors. It's very, very high at the top of my list for game of the year. It's incredibly cozy. If you're the type of person that loves, you know, Van Helsing, The Faculty, all these cheesy B-horror movies, Vampire Survivors is definitely going to cure what ails you. I'm so, so happy that I have the opportunity to play this now because, you know, I'm on a Mac. I don't get to play a lot of computer games. So this has really opened up my world. Now, on the other side of things, I want to talk about a game that we've discussed a little bit in the Discord, by the way bit.ly slash hoodie weather discord. You can join the conversation there. I want to talk about a game that I didn't realize I would like as much as I as, as much as I do, but it is the definition of cozy. And I'm talking about Disney's Dreamlight Valley by Gameloft. Have you ever played Stardew Valley? Have you ever played Harvest Moon? That's what Dreamlight Valley is, but with a big Disney theme. So it's currently available on Xbox Game Pass, PC Game Pass. You can buy it on Switch. You can buy it on PlayStation. If you have Game Pass, I, I strongly urge you check it out because, you know, it's, it's free there. But this is a life simulator, farm simulator that takes place within a Disney universe. When you start off, you have the ability to recruit a friend. Now, I had the choice of going after Moana you know, I would have loved to uh, to to explore the world of Moana, but then I saw my boy Wally, so I got Wally to join my little valley area, my little village, and he's just the cutest little thing. I made him a garden. I set up his little house. Mickey Mouse comes over and he's like, "Hey, we got a problem on the beach," and I'm like, "I'll get to you later, Mickey. I gotta hang out with my friend Wally." If you're into farm simulations, if you're into life sims, uh, even if you're just looking for a good spinoff of Stardew Valley. I think you could do a lot worse in Dreamlight Valley. I love Disney. I, I I grew up a Disney kid. You know, the fact that they own Star Wars and Marvel now means that I'm probably a target for life. But having something with very simple gameplay, you know, very low buy-in that is filled with all of this nostalgic goodness makes this a really cozy game for me. If I've had a bad day or if I got some bad news, it's the easiest thing for me to just jump into Dreamlight Valley, plant a bunch of carrots, 
go hang out with Goofy, check up on Ursula the Sea Witch, you know, like you do. It's just a very cozy game. There is some sort of dark story undercurrent to the whole game. It's not nearly as crazy as something like Kingdom Hearts, but I'm having a good time just picking it up here and there and, uh, and you know, just, just like making a little life for myself in this game. It's also available on the Xbox cloud gaming platform. So if that's your jam, super cozy. You can play it in bed. You can play it in the bathroom. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to ask. But Disney Dreamlight Valley by Gameloft, pretty decent. Probably the coziest game on this list is a, a game called A Short Hike by Adam Grew. So here in Chicago, it's mid-October. The leaves are starting to fall I love when I step on crunchy leaves. It sounds like potato chips. It's one of my favorite times of the year. A short hike really encapsulates that mid-October vibe and gives you a nice day trip without any sort of obligation whatsoever. This game is all about a young bird that ends up going into nature and discovering all these little stories, all these little side quests, and you just have a really nice hike. I don't know about you, but uh, I grew up in suburban Pennsylvania, um, just outside Pittsburgh. And, you know, even when I lived in Pittsburgh, one of my favorite things to do was just go to the woods. There's a lot of greenery in the Pittsburgh area. So if I ended up going out of Oakland by Squirrel Hill, I could find a lot of areas that are just woods. And it was never too daunting. It was always very peaceful. Back in my day, I would take an iPod shuffle, I'd load up my top 10 favorite songs, which was usually a Final Fantasy soundtrack, and I'd just walk through the woods, think about stuff, maybe have a conversation with a friend, and that's what a short hike is really all about. There is this goal of getting to the top of this mountain, but really you can go at your own pace, you can set it down for as long as you want, come back. None of the characters are going to get angry at you like they do in Animal Crossing. And the whole game really only takes three or four hours anyway. It's just a very peaceful vibe. It's kind of like you're sitting around a campfire with some spiced cider and you're just chatting with old friends and you've got a nice blanket around you. You could do a lot worse for a game in the middle of a lazy Sunday or at the end of a long day. So a short hike, it's available on virtually every platform. It's bound to be pretty cheap because it's been out for a few years. Can't recommend it enough. The last video game I have for coziness on this episode is a relatively new game. And I talked about this a little bit in the co-ops Discord. Once again, bit.ly slash hoodieweatherdiscord if you want to join the conversation. And I'm talking about Beacon Pines by developer Hiding Spot. Over the past few years, we've really seen stories about multiverses and, you know, this this like Groundhog Day type story really come back around. If you're looking for a spooky Groundhog Day movie, I highly recommend Happy Death Day. It's a really charming, really fun uh, take on the slasher genre. But whenever the main character gets killed, she wakes back up and she tries to find her killer. Anyway, anyway, Beacon Pines follows something a little similar. It opens with a storybook and a really charming narrator who tells you that you're about to reveal a story unto yourself. And if you get some things wrong, don't worry. You can always go back a few pages and reset things. 
but you play as this adorable little animal that discovers something is not quite right in their town. And as you come to different story points in the game, you know, it could be as simple as go left or go right. You're going to discover entirely different side quests and subplots in this game that fill you in on what's happening to the town, what's happening with these characters, how do these relationships really play out. And it's just really kind. It's like a Richard Scary take on Twin Peaks, you know, or or like imagine Control by Remedy Games, but in Animal Crossing. It, it's it's wild. It's like two flavors that shouldn't work together, but they really, really do. I discovered this game on Xbox Game Pass, but it is available on Steam and other platforms. It's about 20 bucks. It took me about three to four hours to get through, and by the end, I feel like I had every range of emotion. I was happy, I was sad, I laughed, I cried, but more importantly, when I got to the end, I felt like I had a complete experience. I don't think I ever need to revisit it the way that my story ended felt canonical, it felt right, it felt good, but it's a game that I've been recommending to almost everyone I know because it's very accessible, it's very fun, and it's one of those games where, remember when you would start a Pokemon game, there would be a Nintendo system in your room, and your character would try to interact with it, and they'd be like, looks like a gaming system, pretty cool. This game is full of stuff like that, and that's really charming, that's really fun. Uh, Liz watched me play a lot of this game, and she said that I just had a great time, so take it from Liz, it's really, really good. I've got two board games that were pretty cozy for us recently, so I wanted to share them with you. We had the opportunity to host a bachelorette party at our place, Um, a very small gathering of folks. It was really fun to see people. We don't get to see people too often because we're still trying to social distance as much as possible in the pandemic, but we got to play two games that really were just delightful. One of those games we talked about briefly last episode is Betrayal at the House on the Hill, third edition. Now, I know what you're saying. Betrayal is not cozy. Betrayal is werewolves. Betrayal is vampires. Betrayal is, you know, necromorph trees and poison ivy stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But here's the thing. If you play Betrayal as much as Liz and I do, which is pretty often, it is cozy. It's familiar. You can have a conversation during this game. You don't need to expend too much brain power. And what Betrayal at the House in the Hill 3rd Edition does, and the reason why I prefer 3rd Edition to any other edition that's come before, is because there's a new system in the game that allows you to pick your vibe. Now, that may not seem like a big deal, but Sometimes when I'm playing Betrayal at the House in the Hill 2nd Edition, we'll stumble upon a haunt, and it'll just be something really, really weird, like there's a giant hand, and there's a bunch of mini hands trying to get all the survivors, or you're shrunk down to borrower size, and you're trying to get out of the house, and like, that's not super always my vibe. What Betrayal at the House in the Hill 3rd Edition does is at the top of the game, they ask you to pick uh, from a few potential Well, I'm just going to call them vibes. That's what it is. It's a vibe. And there's one called Ghost Hunters or like, it's basically Ghostbusters, but not Ghostbusters. TM, TM, TM. Um, But the other cards in there are like slasher vibes. Some are like body horror. 
And it's a very subtle way of before the game begins, allowing you to pick the flavor of what the game's going to be, kind of like picking the intensity. Sometimes you definitely want a game that's hard slasher, that's like rated R, Friday the 13th stuff, you know. And if I want to do that, I'll play Camp Grizzly or Last Friday. But part of the part of the fun of Betrayal 3rd Edition and all Betrayal games is you never know what's going to happen. But sometimes these haunts are just not amazing. So to make it a little bit better, if you can color the haunt or flavor the haunt with something that feels more fun, that's only going to make everybody at the table, uh, you know, have a bit more buy-in. It makes it a little bit more accessible. For that reason, the last time that we played Betrayal at the House in the Hill, I was in it from the jump. I knew that we picked this uh, this ghost busting or like like ghoul patrol theme. So I automatically went in with, you know, a certain whimsy, a certain like fun factor associated with it. If we had picked something that was like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger stuff, as much as I love Nightmare, those movies scare the shit out of me. So I am not going to volunteer to play a game like that, you know, unless unless I'm super into it. So third edition really makes a lot of tweaks as far as the rule book is concerned as well. It's much easier to understand how the haunt begins, how players can move, how attacking works. There's a new index in the back. I don't know that we need to do a full episode on third edition, although maybe as we play it, we, we might. I mean, we play a lot of Betrayal, but it's worth mentioning. The game is cozy because it makes it more accessible and easy to get into. I'm not saying that you need to throw out second edition. There's a lot of great work in that game. But moving forward, I'm going to opt for third edition. And I think that's where I'm going to stamp my approval right there. The other board game I want to talk about as being cozy for October is a little party game called Wavelength. Now, this game really flew under my radar. I was aware of it. We had a copy but I just never got to be in the game sessions when Liz was playing. So the other day I broke it out for this bachelorette party. We ended up playing and it was pretty fun. Wavelength is a social guessing game in which two teams compete to read each other's minds. Teams are going to take turns rotating a dial uh, to where they think a hidden bullseye is located on a spectrum. So to give you an example, I had a really great question in Wavelength, which was, Role model or bad example? And for me, the, uh, the hidden bullseye was leaning more towards role model. So I would say just right of center, more going towards role model. And I had to think of somebody that was considered more of a role model, less of a bad example, and give that clue to my team. So, of course, I said, John Cena. And I got to listen to the rest of my team discuss this because they said, well, he's a wrestler, but he's also, you know, the Make-A-Wish champion. You know, he's been in a lot of violent movies, but, you know, he also really is a is a charitable guy. He seems really nice. He seems really positive. And eventually they were able to turn the dial and find the hidden bullseye, a.k.a. find the same wavelength that we were on. And it was just a delightful time. It sounds a little hard to explain, and I think it's a little crunchy for a party game, but it's one of those games where after two or three rounds, you totally get it, and it's the easiest thing to pick up. So I gave the example that came up in my game, you know, the the role model or bad example question, but I also got another question, and I just kind of want to give you 
an idea of how spicy this game can get. I got the question and random draw from the pile here. The question I got was sexy Pokemon or unsexy Pokemon. Now, I don't want to say this is something that I thought about, but based on where the spectrum was, based on where this uh, this hidden bullseye was, I was able to give a Pokemon that the rest of my team, you know, they had to look up, but they guessed where the bullseye was exactly. So I'm going to pose this question to folks out there. Uh, if you had to put, <laughs> if you had to put the middle of the spectrum, unsexy Pokemon, the sexy Pokemon, what would you pick? You can go to bit.ly slash hoodieweatherdiscord. Tell us your answer. I said Gardevoir, and that tended to work, but I'm really curious to hear what our listeners have to say about that. Wavelength developed by CMYK Games. Really super fun. You can find it pretty much everywhere, but please support your local fledgling game store. If you're here in Chicago, I'm sure Bonus Round Games has it. They would love your business. Uh, So that does it for games that are cozy on this episode. I also wanted to throw out two other cozy things. I love the time after summer before Thanksgiving. Fall is when I feel most powerful. And you know, if it was winter, I might be doing a little bit worse right now. But for the past few years, I've been curating a playlist called After Summer Before Thanksgiving. I'm going to share that playlist in the show notes, but it's a lot of, you know, old school indie rock, some 90s hits, a lot of mellow acoustic versions of songs you may know and love. There's a lot of Decemberists on there, a lot of Death Cab, a lot of Brandy Carlisle, stuff that Liz and I really, really love. That playlist is always like putting on my favorite sweater, and it gets me ready for the impending cold, wintry doom of Chicago. If you're in Chicago, I'm so sorry, you know what's about to happen. If you're in a warmer climate, maybe this playlist will help you, (laughs) you know, just, just get through your high 60s that you consider cold. But I wanted to share that playlist because it always makes me, you know, a little bit happy, it's a nice uh, it's a nice playlist to put on if you're having some tea and reading a book. Uh, and that brings me to the last cozy thing for this cozy episode of the cooperatives. I have been absolutely obsessed with a new book series recently, and I wanted to share it with you. It's called Scholomance by Naomi Novik. If you have uh, if you're if you're in the fantasy, uh, literature world, you might recognize some of the other titles that Naomi Novik has written. She's been a talented writer for as long as I can remember. On a whim, I started reading Scholomance while we were in Europe, and I could not put it down. It's technically a YA novel, although I did not know that until I ended up buying the other two. And it's a magical school story, but it's really, really, really intense. So, one of the things that Harry Potter always kind of failed to illustrate to me was how dire the consequences were for some of these kids. In Scholomance, things are dire from the jump. Luckily, the protagonist, her name is Galadriel, which they will comment on in that book. Uh, her nickname's L. Galadriel has become one of my favorite characters in recent memory. I feel like she has such a fantastic voice. Hearing her thought process and her ramblings just fill me with so much joy. There's a really sweet love story at the root of it all. There's 
just a fantastic narrative about discovering that you need friends, that you need love in your life in order to make it through all the difficult times. I ate this book up. And the third one just came out about a month ago. Something you need to know about me. If I love something really dearly, and I know that the last section or the last chapter of something is coming out, I will actively not finish it because I don't want it to end. Dragon Age Inquisition is my favorite game of all time. I still haven't played the epilogue DLC because that means the game is over and I can't have that. Similarly, with Scalamance, I got about halfway through the third book and I found myself subconsciously retreating to not read it because I don't want it to end. Things right now, you know, they can be a little tenuous. You never know what's going to happen from one week to the next. You could be really healthy one day. Tomorrow you could wake up with a head cold. So I'm not going to end this book. Of course not. But the thing is, I need to know how this story ends. Liz, uh, bless her heart. I told Liz I was going to devour this book the moment it came out. So she started reading them beside me. She finished it in like a day. And she's just waiting for me to catch up. But I can't. I can't have the story end. I'm sure it'll happen before the end of the year. But for right now, absolutely cannot do it. So I gave you some cozy video games. I gave you some cozy board games. I'm even giving you cozy books and a cozy playlist. If you have something cozy that makes fall a little bit more bearable for you, if you have any tips and tricks that help you prepare for the oncoming winter doom of 2022, we would really love to hear it. You can head to bit.ly slash hoodieweatherdiscord to join the conversation. As I said at the top of the episode, we planned on doing an episode on Evil Dead the Game, which we've been having a lot of fun with. We've had a contest plan to give away keys, but things just get really busy. And sometimes you need to, you know, factor in your mental health before you do something else. So this week, I'm doing this alone. Liz is a little sick. I'm more than happy to, to, to record this episode by myself. It's really weird doing it without Liz. I feel like I'm talking into a void. Uh, but I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope you're enjoying the show. Ever since we've come back, we, we've really had a, a good time doing it. It's stress relief to do a show like this because I get to play games with my favorite person and talk about it. And you know, recently we've heard from some listeners that They've been able to experiment with some new games. We've heard people have success with the cloud gaming for Fortnite recently, uh, and that just fills our hearts with such joy. So when we come back, we'll be healthy. We'll be fully rested. We'll be able to talk about some deadites, and uh, yeah, man, it's going to be pretty nice. This ran a little bit longer than I expected, but oh well. Uh, that's going to do it for this solo episode of the cooperatives i hope you and your friends and your family and your pets are all having a great time i hope you're enjoying the absolute best month october with some good spooky movies and we will talk to you next time bye